Hi, this is Jeannie Drisco with an episode of The Art and Soul of Healing. Today we are visiting an integrative medicine provider in Duluth, Minnesota, Sarah Astorga, MD. This visit is on the wings of Alliance for Natural Health USA, a partner in keeping our natural health choices available. Sarah is a medical doctor and graduate of Indiana University School of Medicine. She completed a family medicine residency, followed by an integrative medicine fellowship. Currently, Sarah is practicing integrative medicine at Essentia Health in Duluth, Minnesota, where she focuses on using food as medicine, stress management, gastrointestinal health, and integrative medicine for the underserved. Sarah and her husband Juan are enjoying Minnesota. They have engaged in winter camping, hiking, fat tire biking, and backcountry adventures. She keeps her two cats close by as her personal therapist. Welcome, Dr. Sarah Astorga. Hi, Jeannie. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, thank you. Your move to Minnesota sounds like it was made for you and Juan. I want to hear a little bit more about winter camping. So were you able to camp this winter? We didn't get out much this winter, but we just bought a hot tent, which the ice fishermen use that has a little stove in it. So you can have a fire all night long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So do you actually, you go out on the snow and you set everything. What do you do underneath the tent? So usually have like a little tarp layer Uh or another layer of tent. And then you have a sleeping pad. So it's like a small mattress. So you're a little bit off the ground. So you stay really warm. Oh my gosh. That's so fabulous. But you haven't had the a hot tent before. This is Correct. new. This is new. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. I'm impressed. <laughs> and you're out all the time, it sounds like, which is really what you guys love. I know. Absolutely. The nature here is amazing. There's so many good bike trails and everyone's out during the winter. So It feels great. Yeah, they're not afraid of winter up north. Not at all. Well, do you like your practice? Are you happy? Very much. Very much. Oh, isn't that great? Well, you've joined Essentia Health Mm -hmm. as an integrative medicine practitioner, and it looks like a huge conglomerate. You're in Minnesota and the Dakotas. Mm -hmm. How have they accepted integrative medicine under the umbrella of services? So surprisingly, it's been very well received. Our practice is only about three years old. I've been there about a year and a half, and we've already expanded to more providers, more acupuncturists, and we're actually, we're the first group in Essentia to be doing integrative medicine, but we're already spreading to another city about an hour and a half away from us and hoping to put more acupuncturists in a lot of areas. So I think they're really impressed and it's going well. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm not surprised you're doing well. I looked online and it is a huge, huge system. Mm -hmm. And it looks like integrative medicine might be covered under insurance plans through Essentia. Yes. So as you and I know, that's really unusual in the current integrative medicine system in this country. Absolutely. Yeah. And so does this seem to be working for most patients? 
I've been very surprised at how well it's been going. So we bill under family medicine, even though we're acting as a specialty. And uh, Dr. Nancy Sudak, my boss, she has found a way to help us bill based on time and complexity. Mm -hmm. So it's actually really easy to foster that time and space to really get to know people, but it's still covered under family medicine. Surprisingly, a lot of acupuncture is covered by insurance companies up here in Minnesota. Huh. which is really new to me, but it's it's been really wonderful. So you're not limited on time then. If you want to spend an hour with a patient, you can. You just bill. You plan for it, you bill. Exactly. That is so cool. We've built into our schedule new patients. We have about 60 to 80 minutes, depending on our day, to spend with each new patient, and then about 40 minutes for follow-ups. But if I have the time, sometimes I spend an hour with my follow-ups and it works out. That's wonderful. So that's really innovative. I, I really don't know of anybody else doing this. So I'm, has anybody from around the country looked at copying this model? I think Dr. Sudak is working with some of the higher powers around the nation to start implementing this in other areas, but I know she's really interested in spreading this model and it's been wildly successful. So, well, that's good for patients because we'll be able to reach more patients that way. Exactly. So you see this becoming more widespread then. Mm -hmm. I do. And we're able to see conventional insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, it's all going really well. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me a little bit about your typical patient. If there is one, I would say much of our client base is probably females, middle-aged females, but we see all ages, all spectrums. We have a pediatrician who's with us part-time as well. Uh, we see a lot of autoimmune disease, GI issues, chronic fatigue, Lyme disease. There's a huge Lyme disease or post-Lyme disease population up here because the tick problem is really extensive in Minnesota. Oh boy, that's terrible. So what are you able to do for them, for the Lyme patients? So we're not doing any long-term antibiotics, but mm -hmm. we certainly use all of the lifestyle pieces that we use for all of our patients, you know, nutrition therapy and emphasizing sleep and stress management using targeted supplements to help with specific symptoms. I use a fair amount of low-dose naltrexone, curcumin, kind of the base layers. Sometimes we're starting to experiment more with biocidin and some of the herbal antimicrobials, but at this point we're doing mostly supportive care. Yeah. Well, you know, if in the post-Lyme, there may not be an infection present. It's something that's happened, an assault on the either the mitochondria or whatever, the core energy system of the patient. So it sounds like that's a very good approach. Right. Exactly. You're also focusing on gastrointestinal health. So what are the typical GI complaints? We see a lot of IBS, chronic diarrhea or constipation, especially in little kids. We see a lot of chronic constipation with kiddos, but I've diagnosed plenty of SIBO, dysbiosis, candida overgrowth, and we're able to treat all of those things. So it sounds like you're using stool testing. Mm -hmm. Is Absolutely. that right? Yeah. How is the testing incorporated into your practice? So we certainly use a lot of insurance-based testing for nutrient levels, blood work, and SIBO testing, breath testing. But then we use advanced testing like most other functional medicine practices through Genova or Doctor's Data or Diagnostic Solutions. And 
Medicare actually covers a lot of that testing very well. So that's, that's a benefit for Medicare patients. Boy, that's great. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's a state by state issue, because I know there's been more pushback in some areas using Genova. I think you're probably right. And, and we are right on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. So we do see differences between insurance coverages between the two states. I would say Minnesota is more likely to cover things like acupuncture and testing as opposed to a lot of the Wisconsin-based ones, unfortunately. But What are you doing for SIBO? So for SIBO, I often offer patients a variety of, of treatment plans. You know, we since we work through insurance, we can see people who maybe are more underserved and can't necessarily afford the herbal antimicrobials that we would typically use. So I often offer something like rifaximin or rifaximin and neomycin, mm -hmm. as well as something like biocidin or candibactin, and then certainly low FODMAP diet, Saccharomyces boulardii, working on the leaky gut repair following. Oh, this is wonderful. It really sounds like you have a wonderful practice. I mean, some people are so inhibited with what they can do and what they can't do and what they can say. So this really sounds like an ideal environment. I think so. So with your nutrient testing, are you using those on most of the patients to guide your interventions? I would say yes. I would say the majority of patients, especially when I first meet them, I'm getting just a basic panel to look at their thyroid and B vitamins, homocysteine, vitamin A, copper, zinc, those types of things. Some of the testing, like red blood cell, magnesium, and mineral levels, we are unable to get at this point, which is a little disappointing, but we can still do basic serum labs, and it's typically covered by insurance. I heard there was a pushback on the red blood cell magnesium testing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why that happened, but I know it is a fact. It's unfortunate. So you're supplying nutrients when you're finding nutritional deficiencies. Mm -hmm. Tell me, are you using an in-house pharmacy? Or are you directing them to a place to get really high quality nutrients? So Dr. Sudak and me and my other partners, we periodically get together and decide what supplements we want to carry in our pharmacy. So we do actually have one pharmacy in our entire system has supplements available for purchase. And it's been really wonderful for patient care. And we don't make any money on the supplements. So they're often a good, better price than you can find online. But obviously we have to have a limited supply. We can't carry everything. So then we direct people. We have a really wonderful co-op in town for as a grocery store. Mm -hmm. and they have a wide variety of supplements or other health food stores. So we direct people there quite a bit. Oh, great. That's really a smart way to do it. To partner with your pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Not always an option. So. Right, <laughs> right, right. They even carry herbs that our acupuncturists recommend. So they've been really responsive. It, there's definitely been some challenges with that. And not everyone knows what to do about supplements or is, is uh -huh. to, to learn about it. But so far, it's been pretty successful. That's amazing. This is really a model I think a lot of people ought to look at. So if you use food withdrawal dietary intervention, is this based on trial and error? Or are you able to do food sensitivity testing? I would say I use a mix of both. We have a really wonderful integrative nutritionist and I myself can help people kind of design an elimination diet based on our best guess of what someone might be reacting to. But 
many patients are asking for food sensitivity testing and hoping to have that done. So we explained the potential benefits, the downsides of that testing. It's not perfect. No. But we have plenty of people who are doing, we have a couple of options. We use Cyrex and Great Plains. And, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Good. That's wonderful. So when you have these interventions, how do you tell your patients it's going to work or how long they may expect to work with you to see improvement? So when I'm first designing an elimination diet with someone, we go over the whole idea of intestinal permeability, how these food sensitivities might've come up. And so that in that way they can see the mechanism and why it takes so long to improve with food sensitivities. So we often, depending on how sick someone is, we might say, all right, we're going to plan to start this for four to six weeks. And we're going to try a reintroduction phase, see how it goes, and then make a plan after that. Some people who are really sick and we suspect pretty severe food sensitivities, we'll say, you know, eliminate these for a full three months and then we'll reevaluate and make a decision based on that. Mm-hmm. You feeling pretty comfortable with that? You're feeling successes? I would say not everyone, but, but many successes with mm-hmm. doing that. And how about kids? Are you doing this intervention in kids? I would say only about five to 10% of my population bases is kids. So I don't have a ton of experience with that yet, mm-hmm. but we certainly see plenty of kids on the autism spectrum or chronic constipation. And so we're either trying a full elimination diet or sometimes a rotation diet, which might be a lot easier for the little ones. Are you using fermented foods, probiotics, both? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's actually a pretty decent culture up here of eating fermented foods and there's good availability at the grocery store. So we often have people try fermented foods, even over probiotic supplements. Mm-hmm. Are carrying probiotics in your pharmacy? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so are you using these as a short-term intervention or it depends? Yeah, it probably depends. I would say we we plan to do this for a few months and see how it goes. But so many people come to us who are already on probiotics or emphasizing probiotic foods and they feel better. So they want to continue this long term. I don't really have a good reason to say they shouldn't do it long term other than cost. And we don't know everything about probiotics, but people frequently want to do them for at least several months. And on your bio, you said you use food is medicine for your patients. What does that mean? So from my standpoint, it means designing kind of an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So choosing foods that are going to help chronic disease. And, you know, the basis of that is often chronic inflammation. So trying to improve that through food, trying to use as clean food as possible, you know, mostly organic and local when possible, clean meats that aren't full of pesticides and hormones and antibiotics. and Certainly the food interventions like elimination diets are looking for food sensitivities. Those all play a role in it. I know you have a special interest in acupuncture. Have you been able to incorporate this yet? That is one of the downsides of working in an insurance-based model is that it's not really cost-effective for medical acupuncturists or physicians to be doing acupuncture. It's much more cost-effective for me to be seeing patients on the medicine side while our acupuncturists are billing through insurance. So I haven't been able to do that yet, but. You'll have to figure out a way to sneak Mm -hmm. it in here and there because I know you really loved it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Oh my gosh. And how could I not ask you about providing integrative medicine for the underserved? That is so cool. Tell me what you're doing. So I would love to get more training in that and go to some of the conferences, the integrative medicine for underserved or I am for us. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Do they have a website? They do. They, they put on conferences periodically. I haven't been able to attend one yet, but it's on my radar. And the great thing about working on insurance-based models, we see plenty of patients who are, have low amounts of insurance or are on Medicaid, and we can still offer them nutrient testing. And sometimes we can get things covered through insurance, but certainly making small changes, doing meditation and changing food whenever it's possible. Mm-hmm. And I think it, we can make a really big dent doing those small things. It is hard because as so many people say, and you've heard a million times, it really clean, good, organic food is, is expensive and maybe out of reach for some of these people. What do you tell them? What do you tell them to choose? So we definitely reference the dirty dozen list and the clean 15 and try to pick and choose the things that make the most sense. Understanding that if I can get someone eating some vegetables when they weren't eating any, even if they're not organic, that's still going to be a win in my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to make do with what we have. I mean, up in the Northland, we don't have access to perfect produce year round. I mean, winter here is eight months long. So Mm -hmm. it can be a challenge even for people who who have the funds to eat really clean organic food sometimes. So a lot of compromise does happen. What about sodas and those sort of sugary drinks? I bet that's hard too. Yes, that is a huge challenge. I mean, sugar addiction and people wanting, you know, that special treat that they get every day at lunch, that's a really hard thing to change. Mm-hmm. For everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. not just the underserved. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So do the underserved come to your regular clinic or do you go someplace? So, so far in this model, everyone can come access us. You don't have to have a referral. You can be on any insurance as long as family medicine is covered. You can come see us. So we're really able to function in the same way as we're seeing all of our other patients. Wow, that is so cool. That's another model that needs to be duplicated around the country for mm-hmm. sure. So in closing, what are your plans for the upcoming year? I think my biggest goals are to continue learning about how to really work with the underserved. Like I said, I'd love to go to one of the conferences and get more knowledge on, or gain more knowledge on how to do that really effectively. But hopefully just to continue to learn about the challenges of the 21st century. You know, so many people are worried about electromagnetic frequencies and mold issues up here with a lot of moisture from all the snow and rain and, you know, all the chemical exposure. Up here, we have a lot of mining and definitely a lot of toxic exposures for people. So I'm, I'm hoping to learn more and do more in that realm. But overall, I'd love to add some sort of physical modality to my practice eventually, whether that's acupuncture, or yoga training, posture training, something really active, but that's a little ways off. I'm very content right now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you do have to grow into it. And if you try and do everything too fast, you don't do anything really well. So I think that's a great goal. Well, when you go to the, it's I am for the number four Mm -hmm. US, I am for US conference. You'll have to tell me about it. I will absolutely do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell Juan hello. I will. Yeah. And thank you so much for your time and Bye-bye. Absolutely. Anything you need, Jeannie, I'm here for you. Thank you, Sarah, for joining us on the Art 
and soul of healing. It's wonderful to find engaging young physicians on the front line of integrative medicine. And thank you, Alliance for Natural Health USA, for standing in the gap for our health freedoms. You may find them at anh-usa.org. Thank you.